The following podcast is brought to you by Marks with Mics. I have no problem calling people Marks. No, no, he's thinking, don't tell me! Mark. Don't tell me! Mamma mia! Mamma mia! Are you kidding me? Mark is. Welcome to the Marks with Mike's podcast. Here are your hosts, Mr. Six Foot Nine, the homeboy, Doug Douglas, and Dre, the Juice Man. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Marks with Mike's. I am your host, Mr. Six Foot Nine, JT, the Godfather. And I am actually riding solo. Uh, my co-host, uh, homeboy Doug Douglas, definitely had to take care of some personal business. And Dre the Juice Man is also out on leave, but they're not. I was definitely able to go ahead and reach out to another co-host uh, who's actually um, actually was at this past Sunday's event at Ohio Wrestling Alliance in Columbus, but we'll get to that later. Um, ladies and gentlemen, from the co-host wrestling show, I give you Will. How's it going? Yo, what's going on, man? Uh, nothing much, man. Just a little bit, uh, I guess you could say drunk from uh, this past wrestling uh, experience, uh, especially from this past Sunday, Monday Night Raw, a little bit of impact on Tuesday. And, of course, uh, just Wednesday, AEW and NXT going head-to-head. And we have the rest of this week to look forward to. NXT UK, I mean, MLW, ROH, New Japan, Women of Wrestling, um, OVW. I can go on and on. I mean, they're getting the point. Wrestling's 25-8. But the question is, man, how are you feeling after this whirlwind of just wrestling nonstop? Oh yeah, it's definitely been crazy, man. It's uh, it's uptick a hundred percent in the past, you know, week and a half or so. Especially with having you know a little bit more local wrestling here in Columbus as well. So we kind of got that to look forward to, uh, you know, on the bucket list as well. So we're chugging right, right along, man. It's a lot of content to take in, but you know, if uh, if you're committed to the cause, you can get it done. And that's the thing about it. I mean, man, especially with wrestling now just being basically eight days a week, uh, Monday through Monday, if you get my drift, 25-8, uh, it's definitely it's definitely going to be something for people to basically dedicate this as another part-time job, a full-time job. But just to give the listeners a little lineup of what's going to be happening on today's show, uh, we're going to touch on a couple things here today. We're going to touch on, of course, Monday Night's Raw big season premiere. We'll also touch on, of course, NXT and AEW, the fallout from that, as well as uh, touching on this past Sunday's debut of the Ohio Wrestling Alliance and their, of course, titled event, very proper, first in fight, which was in hell of a show. But we'll get to that later. We'll go ahead and reach out to our sponsors. But let's go ahead and get this show kicked off right. So, well, I got to ask you, this past Monday night's Raw, 
Did you hear about the uproar on Raw? I mean, did you see anything uh, floating around on the Twitterverse? Yeah, I pretty much I, I didn't catch the very beginning of the show. I have a college class on Monday night that runs six to nine. So I kind of missed a little bit of the beginning. I came home, uh, jumped kind of in the middle of it and then ended up stuck with some homework. I went to bed a little bit early. I caught the recap the next day. So I'm I'm pretty aware of everything that transpired and it, as far as uh, all the recap and everything. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty caught up, I guess I could say. So I definitely got to ask you, man, man, that beating that Brock Lesnar put on Rey Mysterio and his son, Jesus. I mean, man should be in jail if this was anywhere else. But I have never seen a savage beating like this uh, of anybody besides John Cena. But I've never seen a savage beating where the daddy can get it and your son can get it, too. Like that, that to me, you know, that's a two for one special. He's just handing out ass whoopings for the family. Uh, what what did you think about that segment? Because I thought it was very well produced. I, I thought the segment, I thought the segment went over really well. I just I, I I couldn't help but feel like it felt random. Like it didn't really. I mean, he's not. It's not like he's really feuding with Seth Rollins anymore. So he's not really in that in that title picture anymore. You know, he's supposed to get the title shot with Kofi Kingston on Friday. So it kind of just felt random maybe maybe i missed part of it that was kind of set up but it felt really random and it i i was real interested in seeing you know uh ray and seth and what they were going to put together as far as that was moving forward but I, yeah that's the only thing i took away from it is it, it felt really random it was really cool to see and like you said he i mean he was just dismantling the entire family i mean it, it, it was definitely uh um uh, I don't know where segment. I would agree with you there, but you know, it kind of gave me that feeling back of just Raw being unpredictable. Of course, Monday Night Raw, anything can happen, and that was just anything. Um, wasn't expecting Brock Lesnar to come out and attacking attacking Rey Mysterio and Dominic. I don't think no one expected that. But as soon as that music hit, you already knew that someone was going to get the ass kicked. Like I, I wasn't looking for Paul Heyman to be on the mic that long. But I just thought it was messed up. As soon as Ray started speaking Spanish again, Brock just took off. And that's, man, that that was it. It was very painful to watch. And I'm not saying painful in a bad way. It was very painful because I can feel Dominic getting thrown left and right. I mean, it's definitely was good. And kudos to Raw for definitely with this new set. I mean, some people said it looks like a uh, skateboard park. Other people says it looks like the old school film reel. I mean, I'm getting all sorts of things that was thrown out there online. But, but what did you think about the set and, uh, you, you know, just, just a new feel to it? Because the camera angles even look different on Raw. Yeah, I, th- I think it was well. I think it was overdue. I think it was time for them to do that. I think they, they wanted to start the season, I guess, quote unquote, season off pretty fresh. And I think the best way to do that is come out with a new set. And I thought it, I looked, I thought it looked really well. And I... I doubt they'll continue to tweak it, so we'll probably see that same set for for quite a while. And I hope so, because uh, I'm actually digging this set. This is like, to me, I like this set over uh, over a lot of the sets. I mean, I've seen a lot of people talking about how come Raw just can't go back to old school and just have the three big letters. I'm like, come on, man, it's 2019. That's that's not happening. I mean, kids' attention spans are 
or not even that that long for us to be looking at three big letters. We need flashy. We need we need glamour. We need pyro. And thank God that we got pyro back because man, it just feels different having the pyro. But sometimes the pyro doesn't really make the show. It doesn't make the matches. Sometimes it does, depending on the lack of talent or oversaturation of talent. Uh, but just moving on through Raw, one of my favorite things on there uh, that actually happened this past week on Raw, and I'm not even going to you know, stay too much talking about Raw because we have to get to our sponsors and everything like that. But, man, let's talk about the fact that we actually got a pretty good match, another good match between AJ Styles and Cedric Alexander. To people reading into those rumors, oh, Vince wants to bury him, Vince is going to bury him. Listen, don't listen to everything that you hear. People are saying that he's getting buried. I say that he's getting a push because he's going against a elite guy like AJ Styles. Win, lose, a draw. You just had a match with one of the best of all time, and your name is forever next to his, whether you win, lose, a draw. And um, I'm definitely enjoying this feud between AJ Styles and Cedric Alexander. I mean, do you feel that he's getting buried? I honestly don't feel like that he's getting buried. No, I don't think so at all. He's had multiple uh, United States title shots over the course of the past couple of months. And I think it's great that they're breaking him a little bit out of that 205 Live situation he's been in, you know, basically since he's been on the scene and kind of given a display of what of what exactly his talents are. We all know that AJ Styles can bring the best out of pretty much anybody, but a lot of people who don't watch 205 Live really don't know the full skill set of a Cedric Alexander and they're finally putting it on full display. And I think we're kind of learning, you know, what kind of talent he exactly is. Definitely a phenomenal talent at best. I mean, the guy, the guy, I mean, even when he was on the Indies and he was a little bit heavier, I mean, he he was good then. I I just think with him being with the WWE this, this last, what, two, three years, it's only elevated him um, a over over uh, a little bit more as a performer um especially getting nice rubs from legends and such um of course we definitely have to talk about the viking raiders going over uh the oc uh luke gallows and carl anderson and that's another th- uh, thing that the the marks out there in the wrestling community is saying. Well, they're getting buried. Why why did they put them together just to take the titles off them? And you know, it, it just makes it seem like it was a waste of time. I mean, personally to me, I think it gives enough time to build a story in a sense. You just don't want to rush everything. Uh, but once again, I think the Viking Raiders or War Raiders, or War Machine, or the Viking Experience, whatever you want to call them. Um, I think that, I think this is good for them. I don't think it really takes away from uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Yes, has their run been uh, lackluster since they joined? You're damn right, because there's no way that Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson shouldn't have been four or five-time tag team champions by now. Uh, but I don't think it really takes too much away from them because this is kind of what you expect by now from them. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Will? Yeah, I think the, their their entire run has just been nothing but back and forth. You know, every time you start to think they're getting momentum, 
then they lose a couple in a row or they lose a match you don't really expect them to lose. And then before you know it, they're right back in the title picture again. So it's been up and down. Uh, they must obviously be happy. Uh, they, you know, everyone knows they signed extensions not too long ago. So whatever's happening there, they must be happy with. I think it. I think sometimes fans get distracted from that sometimes. You know, they want people to go on and do different things. But, you know, if, if they're still if they're still cashing the checks, they, they must be pretty happy with their position because they have options. And if they weren't, they would go somewhere else. So they go back and forth a lot with them. It seems like they, they don't necessarily know how high their ceiling is or how far they want to push them as far as being, you know, top talent tag team. So it just kind of goes back and forth. It's the ebbs and flows of the roster and where we're at right now. Some people are going to get elevated to a certain level, and then they're going to come down to a certain level because there's there's just too many people to not be in that, to not all be in that same pool. And when you look at the Viking Raiders, I mean, these guys are a really highly established tag team. They've done a lot of stuff in New Japan. They've done a lot of stuff in Ring of Honor. Me personally, I've, they left them in NXT too long. I don't even know that they needed to go to NXT when they came to, to WWE. They could have been straight main roster debuts because they were already that good. They didn't need development or whatever you want to call it. So it, it kind of feels like a slow. It's been a it's been a worse a worse run if that's the correct term a, a a worse run for the Viking Raiders than it has been the OC because they've they've really gotten to do nothing on the main roster. And most of the time they're beating, you know, local talent or dark matches. So I think their run, you know, deserves a little bit more push in the right direction than than the OC. The OC is going to always be aligned with AJ. They're always going to have that that spotlight, you know, as long as they keep them together. And they'll come right back in the title picture before you know it. Definitely agree there. I mean, when it does come down to it, uh, what, what, what's your opinion there? I mean, that's just been them, and I, I do believe that the the War Raiders, Viking Machine, the Minnesota Oakland Raiders, wh- whatever you want to call them, uh, I I do believe that uh, no, they didn't need to go through NXT, but of course it adds another big name to the NXT alumni roster, uh, so to speak. Didn't like the way that they dropped the titles from NXT. Uh, made zero sense, but that was a Vinnie Mac move. But I'm not going to speak on the guy because I don't see him every day, and I don't know him like that. Uh, but I do want to touch on something else that happened on Raw. Uh, let's talk about Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan, the Miz segment, and uh, I guess production team screwing up 17-time heavyweight champion. On the screen, I I don't know if that was a prelude to something, but I'm pretty sure if you're working for the WWE, you do know that he's been referred to the 16-time champion, I don't know, for the last 20 years, 30 years, somewhere around there. Yeah, I can't can't imagine that that that's a prelude to something. I mean, could you really imagine 2019 Ric Flair getting another another title run of some sort? I don't know. I don't know if that was just, you know, a, a complete mix-up. I mean, hell, I'm not perfect at my job either, so it's possible that someone just goofed. But, uh, yeah, that, that would be difficult for me to imagine in 2019. Oldest ride, longest line. Like, I, I, I can see Ric Flair again. I mean, hell, they, they put the title on Goldberg. 
So it's like, you know, I mean, if, if you can put the title on Goldberg, uh, anything can happen. Uh, not saying Goldberg's anywhere near the age of Ric Flair, but hey, I've seen I've seen things happen. Uh, ECW made Terry Funk ECW champion. Um, I can keep going on with some old older wrestlers that's held championship belts. Of course, no one as old as Ric Flair. Uh, but that segment between Hogan and uh, Flair just seemed like it was just a little bit off. Some miscues. Uh, they're playing people's music before, you know, they're done talking. Uh, def- definitely enjoyed the segment uh, in his own. A great way to reintroduce Rusev. But uh, <laughs> Rusev ended up having an interesting night, uh, to, say, to say the least. Um, just moving on from, from that. And just going straight to uh, the Rusev situation. So Rusev says Seth Rollins challenges them for a universal title match later on that night. And, of course, it's just the go-home show. I mean, I'm not expecting a title change. I know you're not. Uh, But, of course, we get Bobby Lashley's music out of nowhere. But before I even get there... Let's talk about King Corbin's chair breaking during the commercial break. I mean, there's videos floating around, and um, I, I was wondering why Rusev was saying what happened to your chair when uh, they came back on the air. But I don't know, Chad Gable's up to his uh, mischief, uh, messing around with things. I mean, he's definitely short enough to mess with the screws and not get noticed. But I'm not sure what's going on there, but I thought that was hilarious. Uh, but back to the match itself, you have, uh, Rusev versus Seth Rollins, which has turned out to be a pretty okay match at, at this point. I'm actually enjoying it. And then, um, out of nowhere, Bobby Lashley, what was your thoughts when you, I mean, we're, we're not even getting to the point of the whole line of things, just the fact that Bobby Lashley came out. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, it it seemed weird, but it 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 worked out uh, really well. I know some people kind of had a problem with with how that went down, but I I didn't. I thought it was I thought it was okay. I thought it gives Bobby Lashley some sort of character. I've I've always been a big fan of his, but I've always felt like he's had no character and no real direction. I mean, the time he was probably at his best during this run is when he was was paired up with Leo Rush and then most of that attention was on Leo Rush and not necessarily on Lashley and they stuck him in a bunch of feuds like Finn Balor that didn't necessarily work Uh, so the opportunity for him to get involved with someone that he may be able to work with and be able to have some good matches with I mean they brought this guy back for a reason obviously they wanted to use him in some capacity and they've not really figured out what what that is yet so I hope this is the kind of this is the kind of storyline or kind of angle that kind of puts him in that. I mean, he's never going to get the spotlight main event type matches that he probably wants or that you know fans of his think he deserves. The best we may ever get is the potential match between him and Brock Lesnar, but I don't know if they'll ever give that to us. So for right now, this works and it gives us some Bobby Lashley on TV and hopefully some some quality matches out of them. I mean, yeah, I mean, Bobby Lashley, as you said, great work. Uh, I think, in my opinion, 
his best work was in Impact Wrestling. When he held every single damn championship besides tag team titles. Or did he hold that too? Uh, but I think that, that was his best work. Um, I think they screwed the pooch when they bought him in. And then it did not continue off that momentum. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. Uh, they've done things that were stupid in the past. And I should not expect any different. Now... Bobby Lashley went from the almighty Bobby Lashley to Miss to Steal Your Girl, Bobby Lashley. Because, man, he was busting slobs, busting guns, bumping uglies, tons of hockey. Uh, there's so many slang I can come up with, but I'm not going to bore the listeners with it. Basically, he was slobbing Lana down on stage. And like you said, some people were uncomfortable with it. I, quite frankly, enjoyed every second of it because... This is the thing that people have been complaining about. Oh, we we need more attitude era type stuff. Oh, it was way better back then. Uh, doing ruthless aggression. At least we had this. The moment that they give you what you've been asking for, then it's like, nah, I wanted it, but I didn't want it like that. It's like, then what the hell do you want? I mean, they're literally giving you. This edgy material on television, all right? It started out with the edgy material with Maria Canellas with the pregnancy angle, which I'm glad they took Rusev out of that. But now you have him involved with Bobby Lashley and Lana, and I guess this three-way relationship, trapped in the closet saga, I'm not sure what to call it. But you have him involved in this, and this is as edgy as it's going to get besides um, the live sex on, on the show that Edge and Lita get, did many years ago and wrong, but I don't see what are the complaints for? I mean, you as fans, we as fans, or as marks, however you want to label yourself, you do know that this is 90% acting, 10% sport. And the only reason why I say it that way, because a lot of it is acting and the rest is sport. And, you know, I'm not sure what the numbers are on it, but I'm just throwing that number out there. So why are we getting mad when we see something like this pop up on our TV streams? There's way worse things, worse, not a word, but I'm going to make it a word today. There they are there are way worse worse things that I've seen from Monday Night Raw on television that made me want to switch the channel. That was not one of them. I felt great. I was able to sleep good. I was able to go to work the next day with a clear mind, clear conscience. And while Twitter and everyone on Instagram lost their shits because another man kissed another man's wife. Guess what? In the world, in the real world, this happens every day. All right. Not saying that it's okay, but I'm saying if you're looking at TV and you're looking at, you know, storylines, I thought it was great. I, I, I thought it was a great moment, but not to get too caught up in Monday Night Raw. I don't want to stay here too long. What I will do at this moment is I think I'm actually going to do this. I am going to stop and take a quick commercial break and actually let you hear from our sponsors where you can go ahead and sign up at powerslam.tv using our promo code MWM for life and get one month free on us. That's right. One month free on us It's very easy. Some of the best independent pro wrestling in the world over 
uh, I think over 5,000 hours or so, whatever they say on the commercial. But you get to see some of your current stars in both of these promotions, such as NXT and AEW, stars like MJF and stars like Walter, star, stars like Pete Dunne. And the list goes on and on, available right here on Powerslam.tv. Stay tuned for the commercial. We'll be right back. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. And we're back. Uh, once again, use our promo code MWM for life and go right ahead and get that one month free on us. But Monday Night Raw was great. I mean, Bleacher Report. Uh, gave it, I think, was it a B or, or C? Let, let me just make sure. I don't want to misquote anybody. But then again, I really don't care because it's not like they're going to come for me. Um, I don't know. They probably gave him a B. Whatever. I'm going to rate the show a B as well. I mean, it was great. It wasn't all that. But let's move on to, of course, Wednesday. The Wednesday Night War, quote unquote, as the people are putting it out there. AEW versus nxt two great shows um a lot to talk about here of course aew uh and nxt's ratings came out today aew actually i guess you could say won this round if you're calling this a war uh but aew pulling in one point what was that 1.4 million viewers um and NXT did just under 900,000, 891,000 viewers. Um, what was to be expected? I mean, were you were you expecting AEW to top NXT this week, or were you more on the side of NXT is going to top them ratings? Uh, no, absolutely. I fully expected that AEW would would come out with with higher ratings. Uh, it's you know it's their premiere show. It's not necessarily about product at the moment. I don't think when you're comparing the first ever episode because even though they said it's the first live two hour show of NXT, we've been teased with it the past two weeks putting one hour on USA. So it didn't really feel like the first ever live NXT show. But with AEW, there was a lot you know people wanted to wanted to see. They wanted to see what it's all about. A lot of people have already seen NXT, so they kind of know what to expect there. With AEW, you just don't know what you're getting. You want to see the set design. You want to see the pyro. How are they going to run production? Because it felt different than their pay-per-views. It felt better. I mean, it was the same set design, but just from an overall production value, it felt better than some of the pay-per-views I've seen from them. So it, it was completely to be expected. Uh, it, there's also a, still a huge discrepancy in the amount of people that watch WWE that don't watch NXT for whatever reason. I can't wrap my brain around. 
but that's still a huge discrepancy in viewership, and that's why a lot of the talent that comes up from NXT to the main roster is sometimes unsuccessful is because people aren't necessarily dedicating the same amount of time to the main roster that they are to NXT shows. So a lot of those guys come up, they don't really know what they're about, and if their character doesn't go in a certain direction, they kind of drop them pretty fast. And that seems to be the case with the with the writing team as well. You know, if people aren't latching on to certain call-ups, they seem to go down pretty fast. So, no, I, I wasn't surprised. Uh, it's pretty much what I expected. How does it change going forward? It's going to depend on what, you know, what people choose to watch live, I think is going to be the big thing. With the network promising to put NXT on on Thursdays or whatever the case may be, they're going to upload it later. It kind of doesn't give you a reason to really watch it live if you can just watch it later and watch AEW live. So I don't know if they'll change that strategy in the future, but I know there were a lot of people that I talked to yesterday that was like, well, I'm going to watch NXT or I'm going to watch AEW tonight and then I'll just catch NXT tomorrow when it's on the network. So if, if they end up caring about, you know, who's watching more live uh, that you may see that option like go away or something like that. You know, to kind of keep like people focused on the live product. If you don't watch it here, you can't see it at all, type of thing. But I think for the first couple of weeks, we'll continue to see AEW do extremely well and or better than them. I mean, it's not a landslide by any means. The numbers that you just put out, it's not, it's not shocking. You know, it's not, uh, it's not five million to to nine hundred thousand. So uh, overall, you know, both both shows absolutely delivered. So. Yeah, that, I would have to totally agree. I mean, they 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 both de- delivered to a certain extent, and I know I'm gonna get a lot of heat for this. I know I'm gonna get a lot of flex, so I'm just gonna go ahead and say this now. The comments that are made right now are directly my own, and it is my opinion. You can find me at Mister Six Foot Nine on Twitter and Instagram. I'm not on there at all, so whatever. Just at me at Marks with Mike's. This has nothing to do with Will or the co-host wrestling show. This is my opinion, so I don't want you guys coming for him either. Here goes. If I'm going to compare the shows, which I don't like to do, I don't like to compare compare these shows like that, like, well, well, this is this and this is that, but in this case, you kind of have to, because if you don't, then you're going to have, you know, these people out here, you know, uh, saying all sorts of reckless shit, so... Oh, by the way, Will, feel free to say any three or four letter words, five letter words on the show. Uh, it's totally okay. We're TV 14 here. But if I had to compare the shows and just tell me if you agree with me as I go on, give me a uh-huh or no, thumbs down, whatever. When I had to compare opening to opening, match for match, I'm going to say this. Adam Cole versus Matt Riddle did it for me more than Cody words, uh, Cody words, Cody Rhodes and Sammy, Sammy Garvin. Oh, absolutely. No question. No question about it. I mean, the action, uh, the action in the ring. And even when NXT small crowd, it was great. Um, When I look at Cody and Sammy, once again, another good match. But here's the thing, and I want people to understand when I say this, I mean this from 
an unbiased side, but I'm not being biased at all here. Of course, I came up on WWE, but I'm willing to give any promotion a chance because I love the one thing that we're discussing on this podcast, which is professional wrestling. But Sammy and Cody was a good match. Was not better than um, Adam Cole and Matt Riddle. Uh, at that point, the crowd was just red hot coming in, period. I mean, of course the crowd's going to be hot. It's AEW's first ever weekly televised show. Actually, uh, one of my buddies that, that I follow on Instagram at No Marks Allowed, and you can find those guys at The Real Overboys on YouTube, he was there. The crowd was. But if I'm comparing the show match for match, yes, of course, NXT, to me, had the better matches. I mean, just hands down. Uh, when, when you look at Mia Yim versus Io Shirai, uh, when you look at, of course, the women's championship taking place on NXT between Shayna Baszler and Candice LeRae versus uh, Riho versus uh, Nala Rose, just looking at those two matches, and if as a matter of fact, I'm just going to use the, the women's championship match uh, of Shayna Baszler and Candice Ray, and we do it versus, uh, of course, Rio and Nyla Rose, then I have to go with Shayna Baszler and Candice Ray. It was a better match. Uh, what, what do you think? Yeah, I absolutely agree. And in fact, going back to the original, the original comment you made about Riddle and, and Adam Cole, it, that was the best match of the night out of both shows combined by a landslide. It, and in my opinion, it's not even close. It was the best match of the night. I think it 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 properly demonstrated exactly what NXT is um, from the the performance in the ring as well as the crowd, the production. I I thought they they knocked it right out of the park, right out of the gate. It, it's unfortunate that probably during that time there were probably more eyes on Cody and Sammy than there was uh, on uh, on Adam Cole. Oh but, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, but they, I mean, they totally knocked it out of the park. And like I said, it's, it was the best match of the, of the night by far. And I thought it continued the trend for the rest of the night. I thought a lot of the other matches, as far as just out-and-out wrestling goes, um, were a lot better. I thought the best match of the night on AEW was, was Pac and um, uh, Adam Page. It, it didn't kind of deliver on the on the level that I thought it was gonna when I saw it was announced I thought it was gonna be you know this five-star spectacular it fell a little short of that but I think it was the best match they put on uh, yesterday and I think they weren't necessarily concerned yesterday that much about putting on great matches out of the gate I think they wanted to tell some stories and kind of present their product more so than you know go completely balls to the wall with all these crazy matches I think it was just an opportunity to start off in the right direction, kind of show you what they're, what they're planning on giving people. And before I forget about it, I want to mention how much I absolutely love the fact that they put people's records next to their name when they come out. That's, yes. to me, that's tremendous. Yes. That is, that's a really cool thing. Um, because, you know, and it, it looks like it's like tele, you know, the televised matches, their records. I mean, we've never seen anything like that in WWE. I have no idea what, how many matches people have wrestled or won or lost, you know, that thing's just not, not kept track of, but uh, I love that they're doing that. I think that's spectacular. Oh, believe me, it's definitely coming soon. Trust me. 
I I believe they're going to start displaying records. I know Fox wanted to feel more like a sport for SmackDown. So those records will be coming soon. If not, you know, before before the end of this year, we'll, we'll see it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Pac, I'm, what am I doing? I never call him Pac. There's only uh, two people with the word Pac in their name that I actually are going to acknowledge. That's Tupac and X-Pac. Uh, so Neville Pac. Versus Hangman Adam Page. I thought it was a good match. A couple botches, but that's to be expected on both brands. I mean, no match is going to be perfectly matched. Even if you go back and watch some of this Attitude Era stuff, there's a lot of botches. And I'm not going to critique every match off of one mistake or two or three. But, no, it did not live up to the expectation because I was expecting better. And I'm here inside my man cave room. Here at Mark Out Allen, and I have, uh, you know, my my uh, Roku TV on uh, NXT, and I have my tablet on AEW, so I'm simulcasting both of these right now. Um, I had I had uh, NXT kind of like low, and I had AEW kind of high, and I I will say that the crowd was definitely ruckus at uh, AEW. But like I said, that was to be expected. I wasn't expecting anything different than a ruckus crowd. Now, what I will say is the big surprises on both shows. NXT unveiling Finn Balor coming back to home, I guess you could say. And he's NXT for good. How did you feel about that decision, him basically going, I'm not going to say going down, but moving to NXT? That's a, that's a better uh, term for it. Oh, that's tremendous. I mean, that Finn Balor is one of my absolute favorite performers, and I think his style of wrestling suits better to NXT. I mean, some of his, some of his NXT matches when he was down there the first time, like holy shit, there's some of the some of my favorite matches in NXT history. So, him going back down there gives us the opportunity to see him perform with some like-minded individuals and put on. So what's going to be some pretty crazy matches. I mean, him and Adam Cole, if that comes to fruition, would be great. Uh, if he gets an opportunity to go with Johnny Gargano or Tomasa Ciampa, I mean, we're going to see some real crazy stuff out of those guys. And that's more than that's more than you know the main roster can deliver for him because he's always kind of been underutilized ever since his Universal Title run got cut short. Even his Intercontinental title runs never really felt like they were that meaningful. Uh, the Demon was always really cool. It put on great performances. Uh, you kind of always started to get the impression that anytime he brought the Demon out, he was going to win on main roster. But he never really got those matches that he got in NXT when he was the NXT champion and some of the other stuff he did with Nakamura down there, Samoa Joe. You know, those matches are, are ones that come to mind when you think about Finn Balor. And when you think about him in, in main roster run, you know, he, he had a couple matches uh, with Seth Rollins that were pretty good. And the, he never really got that tangle with AJ. You know, we got that one match and everybody went batshit crazy. Uh, but we never really got too much more from those two. And then anything else he did on main roster just kind of felt like he didn't really fit in. He this is going to sound silly and people will probably debate me for hours for this, but he felt too good for main roster. He felt like he was too good of a, a performer to, or too good of a wrestler to really put on matches that they allow main roster 
wrestlers to put on. So I always kind of felt like he needed some more of that indie feel. He needed those Adam Cole matches, and uh, I'm glad we're going to get him. Yeah, I'm definitely glad we're going to get him. I mean, just alluding back to what you said, I mean, besides AJ Styles versus Finn Balor and Seth Rollins versus Finn, Finn Balor, name me one memorable match outside of that on his main roster run. Just one. You can't. And that's a question for the marks out there. I dare you to find me a match that you can really, really say, oh, this is a great feud on the main roster besides those two names of Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. Go ahead. I'll wait. Okay. Obviously nothing. Um, But moving back to, of course, um, no, I'm going to keep on going here. Then Tommaso Ciampa returns as well at the end of the show. So we have a potential for a three-way um, as well. I believe uh, the NXT Tag Team Champions match was absolutely great with the Undisputed Era. I definitely enjoyed Wale coming out. Shout out to Wale. New album coming out this month. Make sure you do go get it. Available everywhere. Uh, but I thought that was actually well put together. And I like the fact that it closed out the show. And it was perfect because it went head-to-head with the six-man tag on the AEW side. Now, to touch more on AEW, because I feel like we've been talking about NXT a lot here. AEW's matches. Man, when I say these were great, uh, they they were put together good, but once again, like you and I alluded to earlier, it is definitely not touching a, uh, NXT's, uh, I guess you could say, level when it comes to the matches. Uh, you had MJF uh, in action, which totally got a lot of heat from the crowd. I mean, he came out to a big pop, and as fast as that pop was there, as fast as it went away. Um, but I, I would I would have to say that it was definitely it was definitely worth me watching. Uh, it wasn't like I was mad that my time was wasted. Uh, great matches uh, down the board. Uh, I give it about B plus maybe. Uh, but MJF versus Brandon Cutler was good. Brandon Cutler looked like he probably got hurt. Don't know why he tapped him out to the arm bar instead of his knee that obviously looked like it was hurt. Then you had Jay and Silent Bob on, on the side, which I thought was a nice uh, 90s pop culture reference. Uh, but once again, um, you know, this is AEW, so we, we don't know what we're going to get. It's just the first week of television. Uh, let's talk about that turn, the turnbuckle camera. I thought that was innovative. I thought that was actually absolutely innovative. I don't believe I've even seen that on the Indies yet. Have you seen the turnbuckle uh, cam- uh, camera yet? No, that was, the, that was the first I've seen of that. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think that was pretty cool. And guarantee you this, it's going to be in WWE very soon. If Fox if Fox doesn't already have that idea already, uh, already lined up, guarantee it's going to be real soon. Uh, I mean, we talked about Hangman Page in uh, PAC. We talked about the Women's Championship, which I thought was great. Like the fact that, of course, Kenny Omega came to go ahead and make the save. Um, but the six-man tag ended up not being a six-man tag, ended up being a handicap match because uh, 
Moxley comes out of nowhere and attacks Kenny Omega. I'm not going to say out of nowhere because I kind of expected that to happen. Only because he didn't, he wasn't able to do the whole uh, all-out pay-per-view. I just suspected this to happen on the first show. Why not? Um, I love the brawl. The brawl was great. They went all over the the uh, dirty deeds or what does he call them? The the Death Rider, Night Rider. I don't know something along the line. But that that through the glass coffee table was. I mean, it was brilliant. It was great. Definitely gave me that hardcore feeling. Uh, One thing that I will say that got a pop was Jake Hager or Jack Swagger in WWE. That got a pop. But I'm not sure if he got a pop because it was Jack Swagger or he got a pop because, oh, my God, someone new came in into the ring. Because I kind of felt at that moment that they could have put... They could have put anybody at that moment coming in into that brawl, and it would have definitely got a pop. They they could have put the Brooklyn Brawler. They could have put uh, Bastion Booger. They could have put Earthquake. They could have put um, the Shockmaster. They could have put the Repo Man in there. I, I believe at any moment, if anybody would have came in, it would have been a pop, period. And this is not me discrediting Jack Swagger in any way. I mean, let's be honest, it's, it's Jack Swagger. And uh, I, I like the fact that they alluded to his MMA record of uh, 3-0. and But let's see, his three fights have not been from very great, notable former champions. I think one was, but other than that, uh I wouldn't say let's not try to build him like he's this unstoppable MMA badass. I mean, it's definitely he's not Brock Lesnar and he's definitely not Matt Riddle uh, and definitely not Bobby Lashley, who was undefeated as well. Uh, but I was definitely happy to see him back into a uh, a larger scale ring, uh, just seeing him back. But I think the Internet is uh, definitely going ape shit. Just a little bit too hard because what 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 happens next week on the AEW and this Ryback coming out, you know. So I, I I don't know. I mean, definitely glad, but I'm starting to see a trend here, and a lot of people are starting to see it too. I remember back, um, I think it was at a press conference. I believe the Bucks and uh, Cody were saying we we don't want to assign all. Former WWE guys, we we want to you know build our own talent, yada yada yada. Well, you closed out your show with one, two, three. Am I missing one? Jericho, Swagger, Malenko, Cody, um, Dustin. What is that, five former WWE guys? Technically Moxley as well. Yeah, Moxley. So what is that, five former WWE guys? This is this is how you're ending your show. Now, it's smart. If you're, if you're looking at a business, like, far as marketing-wise, that's great. Because you're putting recognizable faces on television that people know from the other programming. I think it's smart. I just think, you know, we shouldn't put our foot in, foot in our mouths and say, well, we're not going to do this, and it happens. 
Uh, of course, he's been signed with AEW since before Double or Nothing. So, you know, that's a huge secret to keep. Definitely happy, happy for him to definitely be with AEW. And I can't wait to see what happens. But let's not overhype it up, man. I mean, you know, not for nothing. Great athlete. Great everything. Not the most memorable championship run. A lot of that's on creative. A lot of that's on him getting over with the fans. Uh, but, you know, definitely happy for it. Now, but when I look at the big returns for the night, I, I have to give it an NXT. I mean, Finn Balor, Tommaso Ciampa, a champion that lost his title without even being pinned. I mean, both similar stories for Ciampa and Finn Balor, two champions that lost their title and not got did not get pinned. So I'm definitely, definitely uh, happy. And I can't see, I can't wait to see what happens uh, going on into the future weeks. I'm not sure if this is going to be a, you know, a thing where we have people on Twitter going back and forth. Are you team AEW? Are you team NXT? Here's the thing. I'm with wrestling period. You know, it doesn't matter if it's AEW, NXT, uh, or if it's impact wrestling, MLW, what have you. You know, as long as I'm able to be entertained, I'm great. You know, I'm not sticking. I'm not ride or die. I'm not getting an AEW tattoo on my inner thigh like some of these people I've seen on the internet. I mean, it's just not happening. But I, I can't I can't wait to see what happens. I'm very excited um, to see what happens out of this whole this whole entire I guess you could say spectacle of Wednesday nights. Some people call it a war. I just call it Wednesday night wrestling. Period. Um, but that's just my little tidbit on it. How did you feel about Jack Swagger um, coming back? Uh, Swagger doesn't really move the needle for me. I mean, it was cool because surprise appearances are always cool, I think, in wrestling. Anytime somebody shows up unexpected and does something to get involved or interject themselves into something, then... It always feels good. Those those kind of surprises always feel good. And it kind of takes you back to the old WCW uh, Monday Night Wars where you just didn't know who was going to show up on what programming the next week. So that's kind of why you were watching in. And as much as, you know, people wanted to get away from not calling it a war uh, or, or, or alluding it back to the Monday Night Wars, that was that was the thing that originally hooked people on. WCW versus WWE at the time was who's going to show up on what program who's good who's jumping to WCW next who's WWE pulling from you know back and forth and surprise appearances I mean that was everything especially with the NWO you just never knew who who was going to show up and the very first night it was you don't know who's going to show up and that's kind of exactly what they brought back in the very first week uh, I'm with you. I refuse to, to choose a side. Uh, I, I like both companies a lot. I probably I probably do side with NXT a little bit more just because they have a few more of my favorite guys as far as the main you know the roster from top to bottom is made up of a little bit more guys that I that I really like. Uh, but I refuse to pick a side. I'm gonna watch both every week as you know as much as possible. And then whatever parts I miss, I go back and watch on, on Thursdays, just to uh, just to make sure that I that I saw everything. Because trying to watch both of them yesterday, I, 
kind of caught myself like missing a couple things and going back and forth and I'm like oh man like I didn't see that because I was too busy watching this and I had it pulled up on everything but you know this it's still difficult to uh to, to catch everything so yeah I, I I think both programs went really well I think AEW made it more a point of emphasis to kind of like debut their product as opposed to put on matches where I think NXT was like, Hey, you already know our product. Look how amazing our matches are. I think that was kind of the two differences between them as far as competition with each other went. AEW knew you didn't have a lot of familiarity with them. I know, I know my father texted me yesterday afternoon. He's like, Hey, I'm gonna watch that AEW tonight. What, what channels they come on, what time, blah, blah, blah. So he was familiar with, with the fact that there was a new wrestling program coming on, but he didn't have all the details, you know, whether that was advertising that he didn't get his hands on or whatever the case may be. But, you know, he was aware of it. He wanted to watch it because he wanted to check out the product. And he said, I'm DVR and NXT and I'll watch it after. And I know a couple other people that said that too. You know, one show goes eight to 10. The other, you could go 10 to 12 if you wanted to watch it after. And I noticed on the TNT broadcast, I don't know if this will be every week or not, but they ran it right back after it was over. So had you been watching NXT the entire time from 8 to 10, you could have watched AEW from 10 to 12 because they ran it right back after. So if they continue to do that, you know, that might be in some people's plans to just kind of pick which one you want to watch based on what you know is going to happen. Uh, the the, the six-man tag fell a little flat for me. I kind of was hoping that we would get, you know, a little bit more uh wrestling product from those six guys involved because I, I like them all a lot uh i understand why what happened happened so i'm not i'm not complaining in any way shape or form i, I know that they're out to establish some characters they're out to build some storylines for the future and a reason for you to come back and keep watching and i think they they did that really well they ended their segment with you know most of the heels going over and establishing those characters those people that you want to boo next time you go out and watch it and i think that's important to kind of establish who the good guys and who the bad guys are because that's always kind of been a premise of wrestling is, is these are the guys you cheer and these are the guys you boo and they did a really good job with the exception of the women's match to kind of point out who those characters are and who you need to be cheering for in the future and who you're going to hate in the future because they're going to do things that you're not going to like you know they established mjf if you've never watched AEW prior to today because the pay-per-view prices or the timing of the pay-per-views i think they did an excellent job on their debut show identifying who their major players are and what roles they're going to play going going forward and i think that was very important coming out of the gate for them so that's kind of the show they put together i I had to give the slight advantage to NXT just because I thought the quality of the matches was a little bit better. And that I, will it continue? I, I don't know. Week by week, you know, one may be better than the other because they're fully capable of putting on really good, really good product week to week. So it remains to be seen, but uh, I'm here for the ride, man. I can't wait. It's definitely a ride that I want to, Continue to take every Wednesday night. Uh, Scrap your seatbelts in, people. This is going to be a bumpy one. Uh, But I have to say this, and you all can let me know, and I'll I'll definitely uh, propose this question probably on Twitter sometime this week. But did AEW feel like a Nitro? 
And I, I think you definitely alluded to it, man. You, you hit the nail right on the head. It definitely felt like a nitro. As uh, far as the feeling of, you know, not knowing what was going to happen, who's going to show up. So you hit that nail on the hill, uh, on the head there, Will. Uh, but like I said earlier, if I had to go for matches, it was definitely NXT. If I had to go for presentation and just overall look and feel, it goes to AEW, hands down. Um, I can't wait. I honestly cannot wait for the next Wednesday episode of AEW Dynamite, which I'm not really sold on the name. But, hell, they'll definitely grow on me. I mean, I, I just kind of felt better if they just would have called it Nitro or AEW Explosion, something like that. I don't know. But definitely happy for both of these shows. I cannot wait. But we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we're actually going to get to the, the wrap-up of the show. We're going to talk about what happened this past weekend in Columbus, Ohio, at the Big Bar, right across the street from the Ohio State University. But, of course, you hear more about that after our sponsors uh, definitely pay these bills for us. We'll be right back. And we are back. Uh, just like the the ad said, man, it's very easy. Just go ahead, download Anchor. Go ahead and get started. Start your own podcast. Don't just listen to me. Hell, you know, talk about whatever you want. Just don't talk about wrestling because there's already too many podcasts out there. No, I'm just bullshitting. Do whatever you like, guys. But... Ohio Wrestling Alliance, man, first in fight, a hell of an event, glad I made the trip. Uh, let's talk about your involvement here, uh, Will. How how did you get involved, or was it just something that you heard word of mouth? Uh, how did this happen uh, as far as you being down there? Well, me and, uh, me and the, the head promoter, Justin, are actually good friends in real life, so we've kind of been in a lot of conversations uh, as far as, you know, back and forth about talent and ideas and different scouting and different locations. So I've, I'd gone to, you know, a couple, uh, a couple meetings for different venues type stuff. And, you know, he and I talk back and forth all the time. So I kind of told him, you know, I wanted to be involved in some way, shape or form he knew that I did some podcasting stuff because we, we worked on some other product uh, in the past together before. So he asked me if I was interested in doing commentary along with another friend of our personal friend of ours, John Orlando, who does a lot of podcasting as well, does a lot of play by play. He used to do it a lot more than he does now, but he does some other commentary in some other places. So that was kind of the plan was for us to kind of do a, a, a two-man thing it ended up changing to a three-man thing to get involved uh it's right here in my home city i live right here in columbus so uh it, it's kind of been important to me to put more columbus wrestling on the map i i'm heavily involved not as heavily involved but uh promotionally i'm i'm heavily involved with unsanctioned pro as well so getting there information and stuff out there for another company that runs here in columbus and they've been doing extremely well and i've become you know really good friends with the with the promoter of that promotion as well so i like to try to stay on top of everything wrestling related in columbus and try to continue to make it successful in any way i can so if that means you know doing commentary or ring announcing or you know just doing promotional material I've gone out and done flyering and posters for both 
uh, both organizations and hopefully continue to do that type of stuff in the future just to ensure that they all continue to grow and be successful. Now, that's funny because we actually have the same similar story. Um, me and the head promoter, Justin, we actually actually met funny over Twitter. Uh, he heard my show, was listening to the show, uh, definitely liked it. Met up with me at an AIW event, hung out, had some drinks, and he told me about this and that, this idea that he had. So he was telling me that, hey, I want to start my own promotion. And it, it was asking, hey, um, would you guys mind sponsoring? Sponsor? I'm like, hell yeah. I mean, I don't mind at all, dude. Why not? I mean, it's wrestling. Um, you're putting on a show. And I definitely want to see you bring out some great talent, so why not? And just like you, I mean, we just talked back and forth, um, talked about some talent, talked about some guys that, that he wanted to get. And I was definitely happy that he was able to get, I guess, about 95% of the talent that he wanted there, which is good, with the exception of one person, which I'm not going to say because I think we may be getting that at the next show. But let's just talk about how blown away uh, we, we, we both were about this event because, like yourself, I mean – I, I talked about it previously on the podcast, like for three weeks straight, maybe four weeks straight, uh, promoting it. Got to interview some of the the stars as well: Bradley Prescott the fourth, Charlie Cruel, just to name a few of the talent. And um, from there, man, uh, took that drive from Cleveland to Columbus, and it's the best decision I made in my life. Uh, besides going back to college, uh. When I tell you, thoroughly enjoyed myself in the city of Columbus. Second time being in Columbus. Um, and I can tell you, hospitality was great. People were great. I got a chance to hang out with uh, a lot of the OSU students uh, the night before. If you guys caught the live on um, the Marks and Mike's Twitter page, you know I was partying up a storm with these kids. And they wore my ass out. Um, they really did. Uh, my feet are still killing me today. But... Just enjoyed every bit of it. Uh, it. Even going to to the North Star Cafe, which was great. But talking about the big bar, let's just get there. Um, great venue, great location. I like the way it's set up. Beautifully set up. And I, I remember him the, describing this to me. And I'm just trying to picture in my head how this does. You know how how does this look? How does this look? And when I finally got there, I was like, man, this is a sweet ass location. You know, I'm not, I'm not sure if you helped him pick that out or, you know, if his wife helped him pick it out. But I thought it was prime. It was great. But let's talk about some of these matches that we had. First match starting off, we had um, we had Clayton Gaines from Gainesville versus Myron Reed. Great matchup. Great interaction from the crowd. What were your takeaways from that match? Uh, that was a match going in that I really felt was going to be pretty, pretty good. Uh, I'm familiar with both those guys from going down to Rockstar Pro all the time down in Dayton. And I'm familiar with Myron Reed, who comes up to Columbus for Unsanctioned Pro as well all the time. So I knew what both those guys are capable of. Uh, Myron has probably 
expanded a little bit more than Clayton has. I know he's done stuff uh, with MLW. He's done stuff with AAW up in Chicago. He, he, I think he did some stuff a while back, uh, maybe a year or so ago, uh, Black Label Pro. So I've seen him some other places. He's, he's done some, a, a lot of things. Uh, different tag teams and stuff like that. So I know I know fully well what Myron Reed's capable of. He's he's one of my favorite independent wrestlers right now, and I knew based on their familiarity with each other that we were going to get some fireworks, and and we absolutely did. And I thought it did a really good t- a really good job of setting the tone for the night, kind of letting people know, you know, here's what you're in for. We we had the big bodybuilder guy, the high flying guy, and there's a lot of people there that were either you know they're supporting their friends to come out to the show or, you know, local college students who might not be super familiar with independent wrestling. And I thought it was, it was really good to kind of get that, to kind of break that open and let people know like, Hey, this is kind of what you can expect today. I mean, it definitely, definitely lit, lit the fuse to the rest of the night because that the rest of the night was hot fire. I mean, you know, just moving on from that match, uh, just moving on to to the next match. I'm trying to remember what what was that second match? Who who do we have there? Uh, second match was um, I don't have the card in front of me. Shit, hold on. Uh, let's see. Should have had the card in front of me. Yeah, I'm actually trying to find where I put mine too. It's all right. Well, whoever finds it first, we'll talk about it. We'll see. Five, four. Three, two, up. There we go. Found it. So, uh, the next match I, I, I want to talk about, which was actually pretty damn good, I believe it was uh, Bradley Prescott the fourth versus Marion Fontaine. That yeah, match, that sounds right. That match, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, that match was damn entertaining. Uh very entertaining, man. I mean, it was my first time seeing both of these guys live. I've seen little uh, clips here and there, YouTube, things like that. But, man, I'm loving both of these guys' gimmick. Both of them. Very good uh, in the ring. Very good on the mic. Bradley Prescott, the four former guests on the show. Uh, man, the Natty Daddy was definitely in the building. Beers everywhere. Couple stunners. Um, don't know if he was fully drunk. Not sure if uh, if he took the sobriety test before he got into the ring, but if you watched that match while you were there, you definitely got drunk off that. Uh, very good match, uh, to say the least. Um, I was definitely happy about the turnout on the match. I mean, the crowd was red hot, white hot for for this for both of these guys. Uh, I like the setup with the big bar itself having every single TV screen display the videos. It made this seem like an I'm not, and I hate to say it like this, but it made it seem like a company that that you would already see that was already broadcasting on a weekly television basis. Yeah, it didn't feel like a first time show at all. That's for no, sure. No, it didn't. And you know, and like like I told him, I said, man, your first show blew a lot of these independent promotions first shows out the water. Because your whole setup, I mean, your whole setup looked professional. It felt professional. The only the only thing that, that we were missing at the big bar that night was fog and pyro. 
that's about it. Fog and Pyro. But it was great, man. I mean, even when you move on from from that match with Bradley Prescott the fourth, and you end up having this lovely match between Queen Amanada and Charlie Cruel. One of my favorites for the night, hands down. First time seeing Charlie Cruel. First time seeing Queen Amanada. And both did their thing. I'm I, that's I, I'll be lying if I said the match was bad. The match was fucking good, man. Like really good. And I, I definitely enjoyed it because they, they really had no time to even go over the match and see see what they wanted to do. Literally, Charlie Cruel walks into the building, gets dressed, and boom, they're playing Queen Amanada's music. Oh shit, we gotta go. <laughs> so, you know, it was definitely definitely good to see uh, those two work together. Uh, now, what did you feel about that match? I mean, some people say it was a little bit rushed. I said it was definitely timed perfectly. No, I thought that one was perfect. Uh, even going back to the one prior to that with Prescott and Marion Fontaine, I knew it was going to be really good. I thought it did a really good job of mixing the right amount of, of action along with comedy. You know, they got the ref involved. They did a couple funny spots with him as well. So that kind of went over really well, and they, the crowd was super into it. And that was kind of where it started to really pick up steam. And I think, you know, even putting that women's match right after it that didn't have a lot of time to prepare, it didn't slow, it didn't slow anything down from from the entire from the entire night standpoint. Um, I felt like they did really well. I am a huge, huge fan of Charlie Cruel. I was a big uh, cheerleader of, of getting her in there and uh, setting, you know, having that match set up. I thought she would have been perfect for I her character work is just fantastic. It, she does well in the ring, but her character work just outshines, you know, anything else. It's it's tremendous character work. She knows who she is, and she she plays the character perfectly. And that's one of the ones I was looking forward to as well. I mean, going over this card even before we got into the venue, just seeing the promotional work, we were getting a lot of first time matchups, and is you know that's kind of a a play on words with the name of the show, right? First in fight. It's also a, a play on the motto of Ohio, which is first in flight. So it's kind of a double, you know, a double play on words there because we were getting a lot of first time matchups and matchups that you're, you didn't see anywhere else or you don't see anywhere else because people, uh, people don't necessarily want to bring other people into their, their federation sometimes to work against their guys. And I think that's one of the benefits of, of OWA, not necessarily having allegiance to any certain area or any certain wrestlers is that, and I say we just because of my involvement, but we can bring in these matchups that you won't necessarily see anywhere else and kind of give people the reason to come and check it out. I mean, de- definitely agreed. I mean, like, like I was telling uh, Justin, I mean, and um, definitely happy that, that, you know, this definitely feels like a family type of environment as well, as far as being able to, to work with him uh, at, at the level that we're working with him at, as far as, um, you know, sponsorship and things of that nature. But, you know, it just felt like a family environment. I mean, it, even down to catering. Uh, listen, I've been to a lot of these indie shows, right? There's really not catering for for these stars. 
you know, hot dog and a handshake, not saying that, you know, that's literally what happens, but most of the times there's, there's hot dogs or there's pizza for these guys to eat. But, you know, my man went all out salad had the, uh, had the soup going on there with the beans and the, uh, what was in there? Beans, a little bit of beef, chicken. Uh, I'm not sure what was all inside that that's that crock pot, but man, that was great. Bottles of water for for the talents. Even the note on the wall for the talents with the thank you. That part, I cannot tell you how many of the talents you know definitely appreciated that. I was talking with PME, and um, that's one thing that they definitely appreciated. And a lot of these talents, I'm definitely familiar with uh, PME. PME versus Gymnasty Boys. First time ever seeing this as a tag team. Both previous guests on the show. And it's it's one match that I definitely wanted to see happen, you know, as far as tag teams. Very great, you know, just if you look at the two tag teams side by side, both are very charismatic. Both of them are uh, charismatic talents. Both of them can move in the ring. They can captivate your crowd. And it was the first time ever seeing this match. And it lived up to the height. It wasn't a dull match. It's very exciting. Every single moment. I mean, I even got the chance to play cameraman. You know, I wasn't down there to play cameraman. I mean, I, I was definitely glad I can, you know, bring, bring the camera and all that stuff. But, you know, I was more so just trying to, you know, enjoy the matches. But I definitely enjoyed uh, playing cameraman for the first time at, 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 a, at an event. I mean, it was great uh, seeing those two go head to head. First time seeing those guys go. Um, what did you think about the PME versus the Gymnasty Boys match? Yeah, that was that was uh, two guys or four guys, two teams that I was super familiar with. I've seen PME obviously up at AIW a whole bunch of times, so I was super familiar with what they could do. And uh, I'd seen the Gymnasty Boys a couple times down in Dayton, a few other places, so I was. I was really excited uh, to see these four come together. And I think one of the unique aspects about this show also, if you if you were around talking to some of the talent before the show actually got started or even after or during intermission, you know, when there was an opportunity to go out and speak to them, a, a lot of them were really excited about the matchups that, that, that was put together because they didn't. They don't always have those opportunities. You know, when I spoke to PME before the before the show started, they said, "Man, Gymnasty Boys is a team we've always wanted to work, and no one's ever brought the you know no one's ever brought the four of us together, but we've always wanted to work them." And there was also a, a really weird feeling before the show started with a lot of those guys who had never touched before, never taught you know never been on the same show or same federation card anything that were hitting it off really well. You know, they walked right in the room and, oh, hey, you know, what's going on, so-and-so. You know, they they knew of each other, you know, and just kind of hit it off really well, start talking. Oh, man, I've always wanted to work with you, stuff like that. And there were a lot of people that were that were really into their matches and really excited about it. And I think when that happens, you get the opportunity to see some some really good matches be put on because people are excited who they're working with and the opportunity that's being given to them to work those people. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, like I said, the good vibes, the positive vibes were definitely inside the air. I mean, just seeing these guys smiling, laughing, talking about the matches beforehand, it was uh, it's definitely heartwarming to see. Uh, another one of the matches, PB Smooth versus Jake Something. 
first time ever match, at least in my opinion. And I've never seen it. It was uh, it was definitely just once again another hard hitting match. Great talent from everywhere. I mean, you got the new Revenge Pro Heavyweight Champion PB Smooth versus Jake Something uh, going down at OWA for the first time, and I had not seen Jake Something for uh, that was my first time seeing him in action. I've heard the name, I've seen the promo, but. I've never seen him in action, and once again, lived up to the hype. Uh, two big guys going at it. PB Smooth, uh, definitely known, known to be very, well, hence the word smooth, but very smooth in the ring. Uh, Jake something, I was definitely, you know, definitely just optimistic to see what he would do, and just absolutely floored, absolutely shocked by the match that they did put on. Uh, just just great all, all the way around. Of course, PB Smooth coming out with a W. Uh, and then w- we move on to another one of favorite favorite one of my matches was uh, <laughs> was the five way scramble match. Uh, Chase Winters, another former guest, Celeste Taylor, uh, Alexis uh, Montez, Austin Mannix, Chance Riser. Man, definitely played up to be a great match. Chance Riser for providing the comedy. Uh, just just being just being who he is. Great guy comes out there with a the Starbucks cup, sipping on his latte on the cell phone. I'm just like, man, this guy is gold. I love it. Um, Mannix with Austin Mannix with the very impressive promo, which, uh, like I said, another first for me for seeing a lot of these guys. And man, I'm absolutely blown blown away. Just the promo matched the in ring skill. It wasn't a guy who who talked a lot of big game and he got to the ring and it was absolutely nothing. It was exactly what he said he would do. Uh, didn't come out with a W, but once again, great match. Now, was that your? No, I don't believe that couldn't have been your first time seeing Chase Winters. No, I was. I'm pretty familiar with every. I think I've seen every single person that was on the card. The only person I'd never seen was uh, Chance Riser and Celeste Taylor. I think were the only two I've never actually seen live. Um, and yeah, going back to PB Smooth and Jake something, another pair of guys that the minute they hit the minute they hit the ring together uh, before the sh- before the show started, introducing each other and just hit it off really well. And I'm actually personal friends with PB Smooth, so we talk all the time. And I know that this was a match that he was, you know, looking forward to, to, to actually work, you know, somebody from impact, somebody that's big, you know, good sized guy. They get to, you know, get a lot of good stuff in. So he was looking forward to it. He was real excited about it. They hit it off really well. Uh, we, me and PB went to dinner after it was over and, you know, he, he talked a lot about the match and how, you know, how exciting it was and how it went over and stuff like that. So, Good conversation from those guys, and then the the moving into the scramble. Yeah, I thought the scramble went over went over really well. A lot of those guys probably unfamiliar with each other. Uh, I think Chase Winters has an amazing look. I think he's got a really bright future. He just needs to get out more. I think he needs to get you know a little bit more experience, a little few more bookings at some new places, and kind of spread his face around. Uh, I mean, just a tremendous look, great size stuff that you can't really you can't really teach those two things you know if somebody has a really good look and really good size you know that's that's just something that that they're naturally born with and they if they put it to good use 
it, it can take them very far, and it can you can take them even farther than, than their talent can sometimes uh, if the right opportunity presents itself. But, yeah, that's that's kind of what the vibe was. You know, the vibe was here's a lot of first-time opportunities. Here's a lot of guys that don't necessarily get to work together a lot. And hey, this is going to sound like, like hate, but it's not because I love all the independent promotions that are in Ohio. But a lot of times they get stuck in this rut or whatever you want to call it of one only wanting to use their guys or only wanting to work with their guys and Speak not necessarily on. bring a lot of surrounding talent into their pool whatever that whatever that situation i'm not a booker i don't know what that situation is but that's kind of the vibe that, that they that owa wanted to create was there's no our guys here you know we're willing to bring in the best matchups that fans want to see and matchups that we haven't seen everywhere else. And that's another thing that kind of, it kind of rubs me a little bit the wrong way in independent wrestling right now is a, is a, a match will go over really well at a certain promotion between guy A and guy B. And then five months later, you've seen it 15 times because every other promotion is running it as well. I understand, you know, the opportunity, bring it to your fans who, who haven't got to see it. But, you know, after seeing guy A and guy B go back and forth and wrestle each other five, six, seven times, it's like I'm ready to see what else he can do against guy C, you know, because no one's bringing guy C into the fold. They want to keep giving us guy A versus guy B. Well, we've seen that. We know what that's all about. So, you know, fresh matchups is, is the biggest thing for me. I that always kind of wore on me, you know, watching WWE sometimes. It's like there's only so many times I want to see Finn Balor, Baron Corbin. It's not six times in a row. It's just not. You know, I'm ready to see what people can do against other people. And there's so much talent in the Midwest. There's so many opportunities to call somebody up and say, hey, you know, here's X amount of dollars. You want to come wrestle, you know, this guy up here that we've, we've got, you know, tremendous talent. All throughout, you know, AIW, Rockstar Pro has guys down in Ohio. Unsanctioned Pro here in Columbus has guys that they use all the time that are tremendous talents. And there's opportunities for places to create matchups that people haven't seen before and people will travel for. And I, I think that's important right now as as people start to move on from independent wrestling and into signed contracts and things like that. And other guys start to, you know, make their way in to fill those voids is given those fresh matchups and moving people around to different federations and bringing them in to face, you know, whoever their top guys or some of their up and coming guys are. That's, that's going to be key, you know, going into 2020 and, and, and beyond. And you definitely hit hit it on the head when you said other promotions not allowing their wrestlers to go to the, I guess the the B promotion to to have the opportunities. I mean, you can't hold on to these talents like you know, I guess like oh no, this is mine. No, no, I'm not sharing with you. It's like at this point, you're only robbing the rest of the wrestling community who wants to see said matchup. I mean. And that's one thing I, I tell Justin that, uh, you know, this is great. Uh, I like the fact that the name of his promotion is exactly what it is. It's a neutral zone. It's all neutral. 
you know, this is this is not a this is not a a dick slinking contest of who who has the better promotion or who who puts on the better shows. It's more so of a hey, um, I'm here for everyone to benefit, and I, I like the fact that's the attitude that that he took about it while while booking this uh, card. And while while just getting all these talent together, like even when like even even when he was talking to me about bringing in bringing in guys like like P and me and bringing in guys like Genasi Boys and Chase and Chance, and, you know that that was definitely you know all for it. Uh, when he took when he told me he was going to grab PB Smooth, I'm like man, you go ahead and grab PB. But when he told me he was going to grab Trey Lamar, and when he told me who he was going to be facing. Mind blown. Mind blown. Uh, let's talk about that main event. Ace Austin versus Trey Lamar. Jesus, great match. Uh, literally from bell to bell. First of all, let me just say this. Trey Lamar will be one of the biggest I'm I'm not, I'm not going to say let's put it this way Trey Lamar will be one of the most sought out talents in 2020 as a singles competitor that's just my opinion you can at me if you want to but that's just my opinion now, I'm not sure if you agree with me on that but Trey Lamar will be one of the most sought out single competitors in 2020. Oh, no, I'm, I'm absolutely right there with you. In fact, he, he's a good personal friend of mine as well. So he and I talk all the time. Once he, you know, some people have said this about him, that he, he's got some, a little bit of maturing to do. Um, once he figures that out, not maturing as uh, in his actions, um, more so just in his wrestling career, you know, getting, Getting out of that comfort zone, getting uh, expanded a little bit more. I know he's making his Canadian debut this coming Friday uh, at, a, at a promotion up there. So, you know, getting out, getting himself out into that market a little bit more. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, he's got he's got the look, he's got the size, he has the talent, and he's got good people, you know, in his corner as well, helping him get to that level of success. So. All he has to do is, you know, stay on the right path, develop his craft a little bit more, uh, not in the ring necessarily, but just, you know, honing in on who he is as a character and continue to build on that. And you're absolutely right. I mean, there's going to be a lot of places that are going to be looking for him. And it, especially if they get their hands on the tape of that match from from Sunday, that's for sure, because, you know, he's going against a guy in Ace Austin who's who's done exactly what I say Trey needs to do. And that's gone everywhere. I mean, he's been everywhere. He's been up, he's been all up and uh, up and down the Northeast. He's done things in the Midwest. He signed to impact, does a lot of stuff with pro wrestling revolver. So he's done that, you know, he's, he's kind of went out there and said, look, this is the talent that I have. This is who I am. And it's paid off for him. And it's going to continue to pay off for him because he is absolutely one of my favorite wrestlers long before this, you know, before this show, I've uh, been watching him for two or three years now, seen him kind of, you know, make the rounds and stuff like that. So 
absolutely knew this was going to be a banger. Uh, they did not disappoint me in any way, shape, or form. I begged for this to be uh, the main event, to be the matchup that happened, and it did, and it, it delivered. It definitely delivered. I mean, it was great seeing Trey Lamar inside the main event. Uh, this is great. Um, th- there's not much I can really say else about this event besides the fact of my wife thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, every Everybody that, that I talked to about it enjoyed it. Um, I was sad that I couldn't hang out for, for the after festivities. I mean, literally, as soon as the event was over, maybe like 20 minutes into the event being over, I had to hop on the road and head back to Cleveland because both of us had to go to work uh, that next morning. But I'm just excited that things went well for OWA, and I just cannot wait to the next event, which is going down. And I got this exclusively from uh, Justin himself, and I'm pretty sure you know this as well. But January 19th, it's the next event, the day before Martin Luther King Day. And there are some surprises that we're not going to spoil on the show uh, today. But let's just say between myself and will you'll definitely see these surprises floating around on your uh social medias uh but i i just cannot wait i'm already pumped i've already booked my room uh to come to columbus uh for the weekend uh of that that weekend of january 19th i can't wait i can't wait for ohio state the kids out there uh the students on that campus i can't wait for them to show up and show out at this next show I got a chance to talk to a lot of these kids the day before the show, but I I can't wait uh, for this next show. I believe this next show, it's going to be definitely um, worth the money that you spent on this ticket to, to even get here. But that's, that's enough out of me about this show. Uh, definitely want to go ahead and say that if you have not seen this show, I'm pretty sure it's going to be available for video real soon. Uh, stay on the lookout uh, at Ohio Wrestling Alliance. Uh, follow their social medias, and that will definitely be coming out real soon as far as uh, where you can watch this uh, this past event. Uh, I know it's going to be a little wait till January, but I guess I'll have to hold myself over. But I am pumped. I'm stoked. I cannot wait to the next event. Uh, but I think we did a great job uh, doing the show today. Definitely got a chance to touch on a lot of things. Touched on uh, NXT, touched on AEW, touched on Monday Night Raw. And, um, hey, Friday Night SmackDown debuts on Fox uh, today because you're all going to hear this podcast, of course, today on Friday. Uh, I'm not going to give you you all any predictions or spoilers uh, for Hell in a Cell. You'll just have to wait to um, Saturday night's podcast episode that does come out and we'll have another special guest as well on that one but before we get out of here will do you want to give the listeners where they can follow you at on social media yeah absolutely i I do want to go back just touch one last thing about owa before we get out i didn't want to interrupt you but sure the i didn't get a chance to speak on the venue the venue was absolutely fantastic i've never really seen a venue like that in independent wrestling it provided pretty much uh, a unique atmosphere uh, as far as the lighting, as far as the DJ, the uh, the video presentations that they were able to show. 
and put the promos up on the t- on, on the TV screens and stuff like that. It's a lot of stuff that you don't see everywhere else. Um, you know, the entrance, the the VIP seating area across the top and the balcony was really unique. And hopefully, based on what I know, the venue was extremely happy with with the dollar figures that they did uh, that day. And they, they want to continue this relationship. So hopefully we'll be seeing them at that location, you know, for a really long time. I know January yes. 19th is obviously scheduled to be there already. So hopefully it continues to develop into a lot more and an even bigger relationship. And going back to something you said a, a minute ago about already having your room booked and being ready to come back down, we got to also spread that word to the rest of, of Ohio, rest of Cleveland, rest of Dayton, you know, a lot of the guys that you're familiar with seeing in certain areas are coming down here and working really good matches against guys that you don't typically get to see them go against. So if, you, if you're if you used to going up to Cleveland and seeing, you know, PB Smooth and Trey Lamar as, as 40 acres and now the opportunity for them to come down and wrestle guys like Jake something and Ace Austin from Impact you know, you got to make that drive and come out. I mean, I go up to AIW all the time, turn around and go back home as soon as the show's over. So I know that drive. I know that grind. Um, but if you're fans, you know, you you mentioned it. It's worth the price of the ticket. Hell, the ticket's $15. I mean, that's, you know, you're going to pay more in gas to get down there than you are for the ticket. So, you know, come out and, and, and support these guys. A, a lot of people in Dayton, we used a lot of guys, a lot of guys from Rockstar Pro came up and made their debuts here. And, you know, that's that's an hour and 10 minute drive from Dayton to Columbus. You know, come out and see these guys. You're used to seeing them wrestle down there all the time. You've probably seen them wrestle the same guy 15 times over the course of the past, you know, two, three years. If you really like them, come up and see them some, wrestle somebody fresh in a, in a really sweet venue with, a, you know, a a lot of different fans meet some new friends and uh, get involved with with what's going to be the future of, of, of OWA. Uh, as far as where you can find me on Twitter, my personal account is the Weapon X. It's W34PONX, and you can also find me at at Co-host Wrestling on Twitter. Uh, the podcast that I run over there, I, I haven't been putting out a lot of content lately, but the the premise of the show has always been a random co-host each time so i don't have necessarily a second guest and i never do episodes by myself so if you've ever wanted to be on a podcast or ever wanted to have your own podcast no one's ever invited you to be on their podcast this is an open invite to basically anyone on twitter just dm me say hey i'd like to be on i'll make you the co-host we'll do an episode talk about whatever you want to and, you know, I kind of rotate them in and out. I've been doing a lot of wrestler interviews lately just because that's kind of the thing that I'm into right now is just kind of letting people tell their stories. Uh, we've been doing really good viewership numbers. So if if you're a wrestler that's listening to this and you're interested in, you know, telling a story or you, you wanting to do a podcast, uh, DM me on there as well. We can we can uh, definitely set something up. I'm pretty available almost every evening just depending on you know what time you want to get down uh, that's kind of the premise of the show so just definitely get a hold of me if you're if you're ever interested and I, I will plug that one time I did a podcast uh, for, for a friend out in Chicago he asked me to be on we kind of 
chit-chatted about wrestling for a little bit, and then he said, okay, we'll tell people about your show. And probably like an hour or two later, somebody DM'd me and said, hey, I heard you on this show, and I hear your premise is like just a random person. He's like, would you be interested? You know, could I join you one day? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. You know, when are you available? And he's like, oh, I could do it tomorrow. And he Skype called me the next day, and I'd never talked to him in my life. We exchanged one DM, and the very next day we got at it, and we, we put out some really good content, and it actually kind of ignited him, and he kickstarted his own podcast a week later. So he now he, now he's putting out content as well. So, you know, there is a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of options, a lot of wrestling podcasts, but if you're interested in getting involved with it and you like making content, you know, now's the time. Most definitely, man. I have definitely have to agree with you there. I mean, uh, speaking of co-hosts, can I be on the episode? Can I join you one day? Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, you know that invite was coming anyway. Hell, man. Well, I'd definitely like to join you for a, a future episode. Just know you're always welcome back here on the Mars and Mike. Definitely enjoyed every minute of you being on the show, man. I can't, I can't wait uh, to definitely have you back on the show. Just know you always have a personal invite back here on the Mars and Mike show, and uh, definitely can't wait to join you one day on your show. And we do, we are shooting uh, season three of Mars at Night, uh, the TV show, which we're going to be uh, uploading to a streaming platform very soon. I don't want to get too much away, but. Definitely like to have you on there as well. Make sure you do follow Will at all his social media handles, which he did give you. And let us know what you think about the show. Leave us a voicemail. Let us know if you have any questions. We'll be more than willing to answer them. Make sure you do check out Saturday's show, where I'm going to be reviewing Friday Night SmackDown. Also giving you the previews for Hell in a Cell. And as well as Talking Just Wrestling 25-8 in general. Always remember, everybody... Positive vibes only, all right? Spread love. Make sure that you pull someone up. Always pull someone up. Never push them down. And let's all be friendly, man. We're all in the same business. There's no reason for anyone to beef. Let's keep this a family community as we are all a part of the wrestling community. As I always say at the end of the show, wrestling is 25-8. 25 hours a day, eight days a week. Make sure you do follow us at Marks with Mikes on uh, Twitter as well as Instagram and the Book of Faces, which I never promote. And I'm very adamant about saying that. And also go to whatamaneuver.net to purchase our uh, merchandise. Definitely uh, just go ahead and type in Marks with Mikes when you put in uh, whatamaneuver.net. You can choose from the MWM Black and White, uh, MWM Wolfpack in the Wrestling 25-8 t-shirt. All of those items do come in hoodies, sweaters, long sleeve, V-necks, as well as baby onesies and tank tops. Uh, but until then, this has been episode 85. I've, I've enjoyed myself here. And ladies and gentlemen, we are out. Boom.